everyone's got something to prove, including us. What's said or what's written or what happened last year doesn't matter anymore. We're going to be calling out to our fans to really put the pressure on because our noise can carry some serious momentum. You play the Jets, you play their fans. Welcome to Winnipeg, Canada's hockey home. Shifley scores! Here's Buffalo, he shoots, he scores! Wheeler finds the seam. Patrick Lyonet finds the back of the net. Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. This is the post-game two of the series between the Winnipeg Jets and the St. Louis Blues edition of Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. The Jets uh, find themselves down 0-2 in a series that they had home ice taken away from them uh, after a loss in game number one, but back-to-back one-goal losses to the St. Louis Blues and the Jets. Uh, much better effort in game number two. I'm Jamie Thomas alongside Darren Millard for this edition of this podcast. Uh, lots of places to go in a positive way but I think we have to address the elephant in the room uh game number two might have been the story where once again Connor Hellebuck was outplayed by Jordan Bennington Jordan Bennington won game one with a huge save against Mark Shifley in the waning seconds uh with the goalie pulled and came up with a stop sliding off to his right and denied a Winnipeg Jets second goal in game two he shut the door in the third period as the St. Louis Blues scored the only goal of the final frame. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly threw a screen on a one-on-three, a shot that, that doesn't normally beat Connor Hellebuck. You can debate good goal, bad goal, but what you can't dispute is the fact that Jordan Bennington, in both third periods in this series, has been perfect. And that, so far, is the difference between the Winnipeg Jets being on the board and the St. Louis Blues being up to nothing. It's not crippling to be down 0-2. Many of a team has come back from an 0-2 deficit, even when going on the road. The Jets set a franchise record uh, with wins away from Bell MTS Place this season. So you could look at it that way. But do you go into this one and say, we played our best game of the series, even though there's only been two. We scored three times on a goaltender that had kind of an invincible aura around him uh, heading into this playoffs. Uh, and then you go back and you're still down 0-2. I think Paul Maurice is going to have to work hard to remind his players of what they've done right in games one and two. You look at the special teams, and it's been all Winnipeg. Uh, Two for four on the power play in the two games, uh, scoring a pair of goals with the man advantage in game two, which got them back into the game and and allowed them to take their first lead of the set. The penalty kill has been perfect, uh, even with changing personnel from game one and two. uh, The St. Louis Blues have failed to score a goal in seven power play opportunities. When you combine those two uh, categories and say that the Toronto or the Winnipeg Jets are two goal power play goals for and haven't allowed a power play goal against, that's strong performance mm-hmm. in two games. And you can build on that. Physically, the Winnipeg Jets have made an investment in that and, and have dished out uh, far more body checks and punishing body checks. And while it won't show up immediately... They've made that investment, and, and they've been far more physical uh, through the two games. And, uh, and then face-off dot has been a, a surprise, quite frankly, right. in, the, in the fact that the Winnipeg Jets have, have hung, not just hung t- tough, but won some key draws that have led to goals, uh, specifically on the power play uh, for, for the Jets. So uh, there, there's three categories immediately 
that are are game changers in the eyes of coaches with with special teams being strong physically, hard on the boards, and and being able to win faceoffs instead of chasing the game, especially when you expected that going in. And uh, so there's there's something to build on uh, throughout throughout that lineup for the Winnipeg Jets. The problem is you have to overcome the big picture uh, mentally. Mm-hmm. Which is two nothing. I loved. I loved the resolve that uh, of the players, and we'll we'll hear some of that uh, from the post game last night, in which uh, Blake Wheeler and Connor Hellebeck in particular uh, were were extremely stoic and and uh, confident mm-hmm. in, in in what they had to say. But then the other part of that is translating that into taking advantage of opportunity when opportunity presents itself, and when you have games at home and you're either leading or tied in the third period and the game's there, uh, in back-to-back games, you have to find a way to take at least one of them. Dustin Bufflin was moved to the uh, point on the first power play unit. Uh, He had played five games uh, before the end of the regular season, coming back from his lower body injury, did not play in that top unit. It was Jacob Truba. Jacob Truba started there in game number one of this series with St. Louis, albeit with just one power play opportunity. Were you surprised the switch was made with such a small sample size ahead of game number two? Yeah. Uh, in, in fact, I argued uh, with you that it wouldn't happen mm-hmm. in game two. One, because they, they didn't do it to start the playoffs uh, in game number one. And they only had one power play in in the series opener. It almost so, seemed automatic yeah, that you would so, still keep going. So if you don't start the playoffs with that look, I, I didn't think they would change it after just one power play in game number one. So score one for you, Jamie. Yes, thank uh, you. In, in thank that, you. that you were uh, certainly... Determined to get my point across. Leaning towards that. So uh, so I give you full credit there. Uh, one, one reason in, in analyzing it, Dustin Bufflin, uh, since he's been back, played by far his most complete game in the series opener against the St. Louis Blues. There's been moments uh, that that have been memorable in the five games uh, since he came back uh, mm-hmm. from the injury, but but he was uh, he was extremely effective and efficient in the opener. He was one of the the few players that could get through the neutral zone uh un, unchallenged uh in the opener and be able to gain the zone. Uh he did a good job on the power play as well in 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 the back half of the only power play in in the series opener. So uh, maybe Paul Maurice looked at that and decided to make the switch immediately, but uh they scored two power play goals in game 2. I'm not sure either one of them necessarily was because of that switch right. because Shifley was able to win two draws cleanly and and they were able to to score shortly thereafter on a great pass by Wheeler to Liney and then a pass by Kyle Connor uh, out to Mark Shifley himself. So uh, Bufflin did record a point, and, and he's had strong production uh, so far in this series. But uh, it, uh, it certainly, whatever, whatever went into it, and again, I think it was more face-offs by Shifley, uh, it, it did work to their advantage. There's just, there's, there's not enough penalties being called. The Winnipeg Jets ran into penalty trouble in the early yeah. going. There's not enough man advantage opportunities right now to overcome their their five on five and their even strength game, and and they're down six two in even strength goals in the set. Yeah, and and, and being down uh, outscored three nothing in the third period, which is where the St. Louis Blues have uh, won the first two games uh, of this series. Jets uh, seven for seven for the for the on the penalty kill. So special teams great. 
other things need some work. Uh, one thing I did enjoy watching was the chess match going on between uh, Paul Maurice and Craig Berube. Of course, Paul Maurice with the second, with the last change, deciding to go with Adam Lowry's line a little bit more than he was in game one against the Ryan yep, O'Reilly unit. And it was very effective. Now they went back to Shifley a little bit in that matchup. But I think in that aspect, you know for a fact that Craig Berube is going to want to get away from that Lowry going up against Ryan O'Reilly when the series shift to St. Louis. Yeah, Craig Berube... Uh a real vote of uh, a real compliment to, to Adam Lowry by saying that that's a, that's a really tough matchup for the Ryan O'Reilly line, and he was uh, he was more com- comfortable with playing O'Reilly head to head with the Mark Shifley line. Uh, right off the bat, the opening uh, of the game, it was uh, it was O'Reilly uh, being played against by by Lowry with Paul Maurice having the last change. Stayed that way for quite a while, and then Paul decided to play his top line head-to-head. I don't know whether that's to get just a little bit of a look uh, for what they expect that, that will be the matchup for games three and four. And in the, uh, in the back half of the third period, it, it went back to, uh, to Lowry. So, yeah, some, some cat-and-mouse games going on there. Uh, wh- one thing I, I, I just, as a big-picture thing from a, from a pure overall National Hockey League perspective, the games come so far that that coaches are comfortable and will look to a matchup of their fourth line against the team's top line mm-hmm. uh, as 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 a as a good matchup for the home team. And whereas, you would never whereas, hear that ten years ago. Whereas before, even you, five years ago, for you that hit matter. even the St. Louis Blues didn't heart, like spot duty yeah. for for their fourth line. So it gives you uh, a real indication of how much faith and confidence Paul Maurice has in that fourth line, even with the switch in personnel mm-hmm. and, and Matthew Perot going out for, for game two with the injury that uh, appears to have suffered in the morning skate. Uh, and Jack Roslovic moved up and Parlin home and Brandon Tanev uh, playing alongside Adam Lowry. But, but a fourth line having that job of, of playing head to head against the other team's top line is, uh, is, a sign of, of further progress uh, in, in the National Hockey League, you know, total skill side. We're going to certainly get into uh, Brandon Tanev's performance returning to the lineup in, in game number two. He did have a big role, but let's go inside the dressing room and, of course, listen to head coach Paul Maurice's comments of following 4-3 to the St. Louis Blues in game two of their best-of-seven series. Shop where the players shop. Jets Gear and TrueNorthShop.com are your authentic team stores. Make sure to stock up on all your favorite Winnipeg Jets and Manitoba Moose merchandise today. Visit one of the five Jets Gear locations or shop online at truenorthshop.com. This is Josh Morrissey. You are listening to Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. Well, the two for three on the power play tonight, uh, confidence builder in that regard that you had some opportunities tonight and you were able to capitalize as a team? Yeah, I only get one the first game, so nice to get uh, a few more opportunities and Obviously, it's a real source of confidence on our team, so um, it was good to, good to see a few going tonight. We just got to keep playing our game, take it to them, and let them know that we're not giving up. We're fighting, too, and, you know, it's sooner or later it's going to go our way. I just need to continue battling. Um, keep fighting and, you know, show everyone that I'm going to be the rock behind them. You know, we're going to look at the video. We're going to see where we can tighten up, and, you know, I, I think... Going to go into Game Three and kind of with the same game plan for for the most part. I think we we've done a good job, uh, you know, kind of coming out and playing well for large stretches of time. Then you know there, there's a bit of a block that uh, they start to control the play, and you know it's going to be important for us to try and limit those blocks and try and minimize them. You know, maybe instead of it being a 12-minute block, and now it's a six-minute block, and 
you know, Helen made some big saves for us tonight in those blocks. I think there was a stretch in the second period where they had a lot of chances and we weren't generating much. So, you know, if we can cut down on that stuff, uh, you know, moving forward, I think we'll be okay. We're looking to be tighter in some areas and, and get a little bit more in some areas for sure. But you're not going there feeling that you're that far off. I think a road game would be good. I mean, we're a good road team. They're a good road team. So they're, we're both teams are strong on the road. You're going you're gonna to see very similar games in, in certainly the next two. So finding that little bit of edge, that's the key. All right, there are the comments from the room. I, I just, the head coach, Lowry, Wheeler, and Hellebuck, extremely confident in this team's ability to go on the road and get some wins necessary to stay alive in this series. And that's what, uh, if you're a fan, if you're somebody that covers this team, you have to like that resolve that they have, even after a, a disappointing loss on home ice. They don't have any choice. Right. They, it's not like they're going to say it's, it's over no, anyway. No, but they yeah. don't have any choice in that's what they have to do. It's time to uh, to step up. They, I loved the the attitude after game number one, and I'm I'm was right with them. They played a great opener. A, they were right with the St. Louis Blues. They were they were better than the St. Louis Blues in so many areas. Yeah. In game number one, and a couple of pucks didn't go in for them. And for the St. Louis Blues, they got a uh, a break off a foot. Uh, a puck went off of uh, Cops' and, foot, and, the cops foot and, game one. and then uh, Tyler Bozak made a made a nice shot to win it in the waning seconds. But Winnipeg should have felt really good about their game after the opener. Game two, a slightly different different story. There's uh, there's easier things to pick out uh, as far as what what should have went better, what could yeah. have went better in the in the two two goal. Uh, a, a puck gets away from from Connor Hellebuck, and then Patrick Maroon makes a power move to the net and is able to get up, get the he's puck. He's been a surprising on key in this series, and but I think it's a, his, he's more using his, his style, style okay, yeah. right? Like, yeah. this, this has been older school hockey, more wide open in game two, but but he made a power move to the net and, and got a puck just to flip over the line. It went over by uh, maybe an inch and a half. Yeah, Hellebuck uh, almost pulled it out. Almost pulled it out. Uh, so uh, that that goal and... And then the the 3-2 goal for St. Louis in that second period was at the end of a shift for the defensive pair for for Winnipeg. We got caught off the line a little bit and a stretch pass and and resulted in in an odd man rush. Uh, two two plays that uh, that are are preventable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's the good part. The bad part is it. They ended up in the in the back of the net and not just uh, oh we got away with one uh, kind of thing. Uh, so th- there's there's easier things to pick out uh, on things that uh, and mistakes that the Winnipeg Jets need to correct uh, than the opener. The positive part is they they had they were in the game tied in, in both yeah. third periods and they're a good road team this year, right. a really good road team and sometimes adversity. And and getting away, it's it's not a cliche to say. Yeah, it's it's a good thing, and I'll, I'll be I'm optimistic in in looking forward. If if I can phrase it that way, some people are like, oh, I, I'm I'm not looking forward to that. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how the Winnipeg Jets react in in, in that uh, in that first period of of game number three. 
Connor Hellebuck plays the way he does in game one. This series is tied at one. Yeah. Flat out. Yeah. Flat out. And yeah. I, I, I realized that he was questioned about which goals, you know, he would like to take back. Uh, and, and his answer was clearly I have any goal I let in, I would like to get take back. But uh, if he's better and he's more like he was in game one, the Jets have as good a chance as any to get back in the series on, on the road. Uh, Brandon Tanev returned to the lineup. Uh, wasn't throwing the weight around as much as we used to seeing him wasn't as as fast as we're used to seeing him but he has had some time off here still effective um curious now with kevin hayes not having a whole lot of ice time a key acquisition of the trade deadline now you're looking at places to pick at uh when you lose two one goal games fans are gonna be like okay where's the problem where's the problem Mm -hmm. okay kevin hayes big acquisition trade deadline no points didn't play a whole lot in game number two i think that is more about matchup driven from Paul Maurice, more about what Kevin Hayes didn't do in game number two. Yeah, and got another winger, right? Yeah. They, uh, Jack Roslevic moved up there. So he's, uh, Paul Maurice uh, even admits, uh, Kevin Hayes, since since he came here, has had, had rotation mm-hmm. of guys. Part of that is testing guys out and trying to find some chemistry. The other part of that is uh, available personnel. And today was was the the latter half. Matthew Perot goes out of the morning skate. You have to move some uh, some some people around, and it was uh, Jack Roslovic that, that that gets the promotion up uh, on that right side. So uh, wasn't uh, wasn't as good of a game for 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 Kevin Hayes, who yeah. uh, who did a nice job, especially on the penalty kill in, in game one. Right. Um, we'll see. We'll see where he's another one of those players that's being challenged right now. And and big picture, we've talked uh, in in the National Hockey League playoffs right now about teams that have a lot of players playing for contracts. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hayes is another one of those players, right? And there's You're, nothing better than playoff success to get you that extra right. dollars on you, your next contract. Agents agents love to point to to team success, career yeah. performance. If if the playoff isn't there. But if you have a really good playoff and a solid uh, postseason, then then that elevates your ability to earn money. Kevin Hayes has to uh, start uh, producing in ways uh, that that we haven't seen so far in this uh, in this postseason. So he's another one of those players where you could, if you're a Jets fan, and you are because you're listening to this, uh, uh, <laughs> or if you hate them, you're listening to reasons why you're, you're, uh, they're not going to win. You're listening to this. You're saying, okay, we can get. More from Kevin Hayes. We're th- we're close already. Yeah, but we can get more. Just like you'll say, we we're close already. If Connor Halliday comes up with just a couple more plays, we're right there. Yes. Uh, and and there's there's just a couple of little things that are benefiting the St. Louis Blues in this series. What one area that that has bothered me in the in these two games that we've witnessed in Winnipeg is the whiteout is a, uh, is a North American phenomenon. Uh, Kevin Hayes on this podcast talked about the best experience he's ever uh, gone through. His parents were blown away. His parents are, are here visiting, but in the two games, they've taken themselves out of a rhythm in the early going. Shifley of penalties. With, yeah, Shifley with the hit on uh, collision with Bennington in game number one. And in game two, uh, Shifley with a couple of penalties and three penalties overall uh, and in the first ten minutes. And in this environment, it was Winnipeg in the first ten minutes of, of game two that had to weather a storm. Mm-hmm. Instead of 
being in a position to take advantage of that. Yeah. So they they just well it it hasn't cost them massively on the scoreboard. It hasn't allowed them to to get into the rhythm of the game. And I'll we'll see what happens in game three if they can get into some kind of flow. Uh, early on, and maybe that will help their their five on five game, which uh, has been a struggle so far. Uh, the Jets will have an optional skate uh, tomorrow. Sorry, today uh, mm-hmm. before taking off for St. Louis for uh, game number three, which will go on Sunday. Uh, we'll be here for you for the next edition of Ground Control. How do you on... feel about it so far? How do I feel and, about and, the series? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Nobody I'm not, is I'm not a... being smart no, about no. this, but I'm just. I it... find it odd that it's. I find it odd that it's two nothing in the series. But not at one point in either one of the games has anybody ever had a two-goal lead. So yep. that's how close it's been. Uh, the Jets just haven't had the bounces. Jordan Bennington, to me, doesn't look as invincible as he, I thought he was coming in the series. And after game number one, the Jets found uh, places to, to shoot on him. The Shifley shot was high. Uh, there was scouting reports about shooting high glove. I know that shot was blocker side that Shifley beat him on. But he doesn't look as invincible. So it's just little things that have cost him. Goaltending wasn't as yep. good as it was. Your special team has been fantastic. So I think somewhere in this line, because of that, something's going to break their way at some point. So Winnipeg hasn't dominated. No. It's it's not like Jordan Bennington is stealing the series. So just made saves I don't want to paint this as Winnipeg's dominated and they're just not getting anything no. out of it. It's a but, close series. But it's it's been really close and slightly favoring Winnipeg in a lot of these metrics from physicality to power play to better than much better than expected in the faceoff dot. So a lot of things tip in Winnipeg's favor. Third period execution and finding that extra goal. Second period, Winnipeg had a 2-1 lead. Yeah. Had chances, a couple of point blank chances, couldn't get couldn't buy their goaltender a little bit of breathing room. And if they get that Maybe it's different. I don't know. But but I like your chances a lot more with a two-goal lead, and and they couldn't get it done. So it's it's good, but when you examine the third periods, yeah, the the execution hasn't been there. I like to see more discipline in the opening period. That they yeah. got, that when they go on the I road to too. St. Louis, they can't take these penalties that they've been taking in the opening periods because it's going to come back to hurt them at some point, and they've especially been, on the road. They haven't been what you'd call good penalties? No. I, you, I could, you can't even look at them and go, okay, that saved a goal. Yeah. They've just been either in the offensive zone or the Shifley hit on O'Reilly in the neutral zone, unnecessary. I understand trying to set a tone. I yeah. really do. Yeah. And send a message and establish something. I totally get that. But there's timing to it too yeah. you don't want to take those penalties in in the third period you don't want to take those penalties in in the first five minutes just because of you're trying to get a flow and that crowd is waiting for something yeah. and you've taken the crowd and you've made it more tense yeah, yeah. They, they were still good yes. the atmosphere was still good it's but incredible people are instantly more concerned than they are going we're going to score right away. Right. You're going to hear for us again on Sunday for another edition of Ground Control. With the meantime, uh, Darren Millard, Jamie Thomas, we're out. Talk to you soon. This has been Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. For Jets news, videos, and more, head to winnipegjets.com.